grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey guys, how's it going? Happy Friday for everybody. Let me get my little buttons pushed here. Okay. So far, so good, right? Anyway, happy Friday to everybody. You know it's Nancy Matt's Friday, so that generally means that we're going to be having a grand old time here. Uh, we're going to be talking demons and uh, lost souls today. Now, you know, when I go out and do an investigation, or when Nancy does an investigation, or if you as a ghost hunter does an investigation... Are we really looking at demons or are we looking at people that, that, that are simply lost souls and have gotten frustrated, just like we get frustrated? Or maybe they're just trying to act like a demon. I don't know. That's why we got Nancy on to talk about that. Okay. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team in Sacramento, California, based in Sacramento. We have 45 people up and down the state of California, which means if you have a problem in your home, your business, et cetera, et cetera, we can get to you. It might take us a bit because Sacramento, uh, Sacramento, California, listen to me today, huh? Hang on. Too much gain over here. Hang on. Because California is a big state, and so it might take us a little extra time to get to you, but we will get to you. And if we can't get to you right away, we have uh, mediums on staff who can call you and uh, kind of sort out what's going on and in most cases, they can calm things down until we get out there physically. Okay? So that's an option. Where to find us? Well, we're all over Facebook. You can see us under California Haunts on Facebook, whether it's the radio show or whatever. So just type in that California Haunts and all kinds of stuff pops up. Or you can find us on YouTube, and that's at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. Or you can find me on TikTok at California Haunts on TikTok. Or even Twitter, and that's Cal Haunts, along with Twitch. Same thing. Calhans. If you're watching from Facebook today and you like what you see, show me some love. Hit those, you know, hit those thumbs up buttons, hit those smileys, hit those hearts. Because what that does is it puts us up higher in the algorithm so that when when the show replays, it ends up going to more people than than you know than, than just a handful of people. And that's what we want. The same thing for YouTube. If you, if you do that, you know, excuse me, I was out working in the yard. Same thing with YouTube, you know, if you hit that like button and whatnot, that'll do this. That has the same process. Also, if you're on Facebook and you haven't done so yet, hit that follow button. We're always looking for followers, right? The more followers, the merrier. Dang, this is going to go on all day, I can tell. And YouTube, same thing. If you haven't had the chance to subscribe yet, we've got more than 581 videos sitting over there. And uh, I'm sure you'll find something that you like. There's that little man in the bottom right-hand corner. Oh, there we go, right there. It's that little ghost with the magnifying glass, the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that. The little red, the little red bopper things pops up, and it has a subscribe button. Or you go look at the uh, logo uh, banner at the top of the YouTube pages. That's got a subscribe button now too. Speaking of YouTube, one thing I want to ask you guys is I'm, I'm halfway through with sorting through all the uh, shows and putting them in categories and all that stuff. What I would like to do, and uh, for you guys that watch from YouTube. It would be very helpful if you could look through those things too, even now because I'm halfway through, and just make you know make sure that I put the topic, you know, the proper the proper show under the proper topic, okay? Because I mean, I've got like I think there's like 15, 
or 20 um, folders, you know, with topics on them. And I may not have set up a topic for this or that. So if you could help me out by looking through there and saying, oh, maybe this thing I have, she's got it over under news topics. Maybe it needs to go somewhere else. And if you have a suggestion for folders, that's fine too. So that just helps me out a little more. Okay. All right. Now, another announcement. I'm all full of announcements today. You look at the ticker. I've changed the ticker a little bit because like you guys, as you guys well know, this, this laptop has no memory at all on it. I mean, it's just gone. And right now I'm sitting at 16 gigs and I can't even get my Adobe Photoshop to run at 16 gigs. So I have to go through and clean off the hard drive on this thing. And I have to do it continually to get it to work, right? So uh, I've got a goal up there because I need to either replace the hard drive, buy a new laptop. I was in the process of getting a laptop, but the one I want is what I want, what I can get, right? Anyway, I've decided to buy a new hard drive. It's cheaper to have a new hard drive installed in this thing and upgrade. So down at the bottom of the page here, instead of, you know, asking straight out for donations and stuff, I'm going to put out a goal. There's a $120 goal down there for me to reach in the next couple of weeks so that I can buy the new hard drive before this, this computer totally implodes. So if you could find it in your heart to help me out and do that, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge amount, but just something to help me get to that goal. You know, the closer I get, the sooner I can get the hard drive for this thing. That would be great. Okay. And you can do that at paypal.com forward slash California haunts. Or if you like Venmo better, just do it at California haunts. Okay. Just go to Venmo type in California haunts. That's something that I'm, I'm going to do is just set up a goal. Okay, I'm teaching a class tomorrow, 7 p.m. Pacific, on protection. And I'm talking, you know, your standard protection, the white light, the uh, salt in all the corners, yada, 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 incense, you know, that kind of thing. I want to teach you some different things. I want to teach you how to protect your dog, your kids, your house, your car. You're going to learn all that stuff. And, and then some. We're going to learn... Uh, Meditation techniques to help you protect stuff. Because meditation can play a huge role. And different types of protection, like like how to really clean out the air around your house, you know, in and around your house, how to do that. And there, there's certain ways to do that. I, I, even I got to learn some of those, look at all this information up. So I'm going to be teaching a real hard class on that. And I think you guys will like it, you know, um, because you do inadvertently, you can go to the mall, you can go to the movies, and maybe there's somebody in there that's got something not so nice with them or, you know, Something that that maybe they're not in a good mood. Maybe somebody comes to your house and they're <clears throat> in a bad mood and you want to get the karma out. I want to teach you how to do that. Teach you how to keep everything nice nice and calm in your house or business or whatever. So that'll be tomorrow at 7 p.m. Pacific. You can do that by, go, by going over to the California Haunts Meetup page. Just type in California Haunts Paranormal Meetup page and you can sign up from there. There's no cost to join, the, to join that meetup page. Okay. But there is a $15 cost for the class. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to get equipment, get things taken care of, get the group back on its feet and whatnot. So, yeah. Okay, but it's going to be a two-part class. It'll be this class. And then the next class is really going to go into using stones and, and different protection items and what you can use. Because, you know, the stat, like I said, the stat, you know, you're talking salt, you're talking maybe frankincense and myrrh, you're talking, you know, um, sage and stuff like that. But uh, <clears throat> you, what you don't know is the other stuff. Okay, just like I... When I go on uh, investigation, I have a medicine bag around my neck. And it's easy to make a medicine bag, and I'm, I'm going to teach you guys that. So be sure to go sign up. Um, we got like seven spots left, so that'd be great if you guys would do that. All right. I'm out of breath now. See how that works? Let me check one thing here. Da, da, da. Oh, there's something else I want to do to you.
playlist. Yeah. <laughs> the word. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure Nancy sent my message. Okay. The other thing, I want to thank George, our good, our, our good friend in France for the donation. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Love it. I've, you've been with us for a long time, and I really appreciate that. And for all you, all you long timers, I appreciate each and every one of you and everybody out there in RSS land on Apple and iHeartRadio and podcast giants or whatever the heck they're called. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really, really do. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to bring Nancy out, and uh, we can get this show on the road. Demons or Lost Souls? Jeez. Well, what a day we've had. The weather is crazy, and I came out here with a sweater on. All of a sudden, I realized the house is warmer than I realized, and uh, conflict well, is supposed to be warm. And- over. <laughs> What's that? I said my piece. Show's over. Good night. Now go ahead. <laughs> um, I gave you a little tool so you could you look at your computer better. And I saw you. You didn't use it, huh? Yeah, I haven't used it yet. I've got it right over there. I didn't use it yet. I'll use it. And- <laughs> I'm designing a thing. I'm designing an arm that attaches to the um, that attaches to the view screen. You know, the upper part. And then I can just have it right there. So I got. I'm designing a thing for it. And anyway, uh, the topic tonight. I did spend a couple hours thinking this through and writing notes and I covered more than just investigations because I think that we are living our lives in an investigative mood all the time. Everywhere yes. you go, everything you do, um, yes. the, the platform of investigating someone's home or a St. Asylum or boys home or a hotel, that's just a place where we can, can get together and have a dinner and wow, well, what are we going to find here? What are we going to do? Right. And it right. is fun to learn the tools. And I've kind of coaching uh, in, uh, implied that Char, Char, you ought to be teaching classes how to set this up. Because I think it's valuable for everybody. And the rule is do it somewhere else, not your own home. That's right. Please don't do your home. It's like people who have medical issues. Don't think about things that could be wrong with you on the weekend. Always wait until Monday. Because yeah. the worst thing you want to do is have an issue and you can't fix it. Same with your home. So if you see little shadows going across the floor, someone had a pet before you, or a neighbor cat came over after dying, you never know. You never know. And so I want to kind of, this is only an hour, 45 minutes or an hour. And at some point, you go to a place that say, we're doing an investigation. But what you're investigating can be found anywhere. Well, <laughs> Under any circumstance. Here's my two cents to add into that. Since the TV shows have come out, and I talked to Ann about this a little bit the other night. 25 mm-hmm. years ago when I first started doing this, God, it's been that long. It was always Uncle Bob, Aunt Susie, uh-huh. Pop, Grandpa. But since the TV shows have come out, mm-hmm. and because they have to up, you know, up the drama on those shows. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, all people think about is, is the second they see something in their house that, it, that, that it's a demon right away because of what they see on TV. Yeah. It's hard sometimes when somebody calls me with a case and they yeah. just want a cleansing. And it's all fine and dandy. Can't? But yeah. Can't I have a cleanse it? Huh? Oh, yeah, you can't just cleanse it. No. Because <laughs> uh, the, the issue... I'm here. I thought he's a cat. Um, because... You just don't, you can't cleanse something if you don't know what it is. You have to aim your cleansings for whatever's there. 
but people are so into these TV shows that everything that goes wrong is par- is not only paranormal, but it's a demon. It's, there's no longer any any middle on these things. No, it's always a demon. Always a demon. That's all I ever hear. And then I try to explain to people. Well, for all we know, it's Native American, which means we have to do do a completely different type of cleansing. You know, we can't cleanse until we know what it is and what we're dealing with. And the only way animal. to do that, yeah, it could be an animal. The only way to do that is to physically get out at the location and do that stuff. You know, and so I know we lose clients because I don't. I just don't go on cleanse. You know, and I think TV has really ramped up. You know, you know all these shows; they're, they're crazy on these shows. And these TV shows are really. Well, they have to make a living, whole, honey. Yeah, this whole demonic thing. And they have so, to make a living, yeah. so they gotta play it up. And I don't, yeah. I don't have any qualms against that. But then we're the ones that go back, and you, not me so much. But uh, I also, um, you're gonna bring up something that I was staying away from, and it's the religious aspect of this. Right. I want you to talk about it before I go into what I do. Well, there's a religious aspect of all this in that I'm a Catholic. I was I was raised Catholic, you know, and mm-hmm. I know some baptism, um, baptism, <laughs> Baptist ministers. I, like baptism that. by fire. It's going to be like that today. You can just tell. <laughs> some Baptist ministers who, who do, do demon removal and, and all this. And I uh-huh. think it really, too, it depends on the religion of who's going out there, you know, what's going to be in the house if they determine it's bad. Because, I mean, like Nancy says, there's lost spirits. There's also spirits that, that try to act like they're demons, but they're not. I'm going to cover angry. that. Yeah, there's just angry people. and that's Angry is a good word. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's the thing. You know, it's hard to do. You got to get out there as it is. And, and when the client is, is hell-bent on it being one thing. And maybe the client's Catholic. I had a, I had a client out in um, Absolutely. Woodland who was it was a, it ended up all being poltergeist activity in this house but he swore up and down because they were catholic yeah he swore oh, up and down with the demon and all this and we had to i had to fight him on it and when you walk through the house and that was the tip-off for me when you know when you walk through that house and he's got nothing but crosses and, and like icons all over the walls yeah and i looked at him I'm and sorry. i said oh yeah. he's and so afraid I, yeah and i looked at him and i said you know you think it's a demon in the house. If it was a demon in the house, none of this would be on the wall. Because it would have chucked them. Or flipped them upside down or what the hell knock, ever they do. Yeah, knock them those off the would, wall. Those, those would not be there. So you're not dealing with a demon. And they were really disappointed because they were because it wasn't a demon. It's just mad little wall. grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's somebody. Or uncle who a, was an alcoholic and he's pissed off silly at the world. I'm sorry. Got their panties in a bunch. Some ethereal person has their ethereal panties in a bunch. You know? So um, <laughs> I love you for that. Because, it's so it hard for me to talk on, like that it just depends on your religion too like i say i'm catholic i have full respect for exorcisms and all this I, you know oh, that's yeah. how i was raised i have full respect for it. but it's not i mean demon cases and this is another thing that used to happen was when i was doing this stuff for all those years you know it was once in a blue moon that there might even be a demon case alleged demon case because they're few and far between you know and it just seems like the advent of these TV shows, boom, every case is a demon. Boom, 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 boom. So, yeah, that's what I've just I'll be talking you know, about that. And and the reason I brought that up is I'm very, very sensitive to people's faith. Mm-hmm. My father was a Christian scientist. His mother was New Thought. And so yeah. they didn't believe in doctors. And it's a miracle that I'm alive. I was a preemie. Mm-hmm. I was sick, sick, sick. 
And I've told people I don't hear well. Well, you know, these are turned up a little bit. Oh, okay. No one's written me on how to get rid of these pop-ups. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, right. So anyway, um, over the years after my father was killed, uh, my mother moved away from the grandmother. And we kind of went to a couple different churches. Uh, she remarried, became Presbyterian. I married a Catholic. Signed away the my children to the Catholic Church, but never really embraced it. And when I got into this, I became a spiritual minister. And my introduction to spirit kind opened my eyes up. Remember, I'd had cancer. I was looking at death. It was terrible, terrible. And I got into this trying to figure out why bad things happen to good people. In the miracle of doing that, I found out we survive. And right. I'm trying very carefully to try. And I got my spiritualist ministry through the church, uh, 92. I'm, by the way, yesterday was 33 years doing this, wow. everybody. Wow. And what's really hard to admit to, 33 years doing this, I had 24 years of Pacific Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Gave up. <laughs> when I think how old I am, I go, whoa. But with that comes patience, knowledge, understanding, wanting not to mislead anybody, trying to be as honest as I can. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm i on the verge of being boring at times because my husband's a joker and he'll lay a joke on me and I look at him like, <laughs> everybody's always truthful to me because they want answers. And, mm -hmm. it, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm really curious. I really want the knowledge. I really want to know so I can teach you kids what right. I've been gifted to be able to witness. And in that, I'm not going to be a favorite of many people once I get in talking to this. In 33 years, you have to understand I do this virtually every day. No, I don't get paid every day because it's family and friends calling me or Char or somebody. But I'm always put my mind to somebody. And doing this in the years I was really active, um, unbelievable. So anyway, um, all the spirit people I talk to, they show me a divine um, area where they can go. Mm -hmm. I find people who are trapped in a hell, in their personal hells. And the best, best example of this I've ever seen was what dreams may come with Robin Williams. When right. he, his children get killed by a car accident, he gets killed by a car accident, his wife commits suicide. Not the journey to find her, because that's not what I, I've never seen that. But the bubble, I have actually seen those bubbles. Oops, goosebumps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just, I'm just remembering one. That's why. And I remember t talking to somebody one day. And all of a sudden, in the back of this person, I assumed it was a family person. The, the spirit person talking, it was a man. Behind him, I saw what would look like glass that's wet, where I couldn't see in it. And the only words I heard was, someone's troubled. I thought, troubled. Okay. So we we can create a haven. So when I talk to people, um, just recently, someone called me, uh, and the mother had passed away, and um, is it the mother or sister? I can't remember. But anyway, only been a couple of weeks. And the woman mm -hmm. had not visited the person I was talking to. And I says, that person really had a, oh, was a sister really had a hard time at death and the family's clustered around her protecting protecting until she could accept um that she had passed over mm -hmm. and sometimes they are so distraught not this one 
because I felt like this woman would recover from her death. But one time this man came to me and, and he showed me behind him was somebody who had the sense of being around family. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing I saw in what dreams may come of a encapsulated um, dark space. Now, I got off track for a minute because I got so excited. But I also want to share with you the very first time I saw a positive, wonderful, wow, wow, wow moment was when a woman mm-hmm. came with my hands, put it down, Nancy. I think I was Italian, not Indian, huh? Cowboys and Indians. Um, this woman um, had a secret agenda. She, Her husband passed away and she wanted me to bring forth. And I saw a room and he had put my hands down. <laughs> put your hands down, Nancy. The room was full of uh, trophies. So clearly this family, this this man and his wife had a what we call a better life and had a large room with um, uh, animals all around posted on the walls, which I don't accept. But in those years, remember I started in 90 and she'd been widowed five or 10 years, right? Uh, uh, trophy, trophy hunting was very acceptable. And what caught my eye was this beautiful room, but there was a beautiful young woman with him. And she was sitting on a, um, Pier 1 used to be one of my favorite stores. If I wanted window shop, I would go there. Does Pier 1 even, is there even a Pier 1 anymore? I don't know. I think when, when one of those went under, I don't know if it was Pier 1 or Costco. Okay. Cost I'm going to be able to go through the Galleria in um, Rockland. Does mm-hmm. anybody know in a room if Pier 1 still survives? I may try to find it. I don't I'd know. I love that store. I heard one of those import places went under, so I don't know if it was Pier 1 or Costco. There's a couple. There's a couple. Yeah. Pier 1. Anyway, um, <laughs> she was sitting on a basket that was probably uh, three feet tall, four feet tall, maybe five feet wide. with was a white uh, blanche, uh, wicker looking, very sturdy. You could put things in it like a trunk. And this very mm-hmm. slim, young, pretty woman was sitting on top of it. And I looked, I thought, oh, my. She wants the husband, and there's a woman here? Who is that woman? And she was very young looking, and I, I think her name was Margaret or Marilyn or something, and I said, okay, your husband looks like this, because I'm very visual, told her what the room looked like. And then I said, and the other one is a young woman. Well, she burst out crying. She didn't care about this. <laughs> she wanted to know if her dead daughter would show up, the one that had committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And clearly she was in her 50s, so this young woman, of 25 or something very young this must have happened a long time ago and at the time this happened this might have been 91 or 92 i maybe approved myself like maybe nancy would make something up kind of thing and so when she showed up i went oh i've always had the saying if they show up they show up they don't they don't and mm-hmm. i'm going to be truthful what i see if you don't want to hear it so there it is and she just burst out crying everybody was like oh nancy what did you do <laughs> going oh no i got this woman crying to her husband but who's the woman and she says well i was hoping you bring my dead daughter in and i did so how much more proof do we need when i can describe them visually you know anybody could say oh your husband's here by the way that he wants me to think about a daughter that disappeared no mm-hmm. i i come up with a visual description which was very satisfying to her the point is there was a bubble and they had created a room which i could not see beyond the walls and of course, in spirit land, there are no physical structures. What you, we have as a perception of the afterlife uh, heaven is actually a place where everybody's, if you, all the people in the room, hello, everybody, 
would have a red apple in their hand or if I held it up and every by the way there's a red apple here well after a hundred thousand hundred million people look at the hand eventually they're going to create the red apple our mm -hmm. intellect our energy creates the boundaries of the heaven again I have to be careful am I protected Char says to me well maybe you're not supposed to see hell well I've seen some pretty nasty things in the afterlife of people who've gone insane and investigations and people in a cemeteries so if I'm and I'm going to also explain something I saw very early in the 90s of a woman I've seen enough that if there was such a thing as hell and damnation wouldn't I be privy to be able to see it to find someone's loved one um, anyway I'm off track and I'm already I got a lot to talk about everybody so I want to keep going here so what dreams may come by the way, under the window of seeing us talking, open it up full screen. You're going to see something, three dots on the side. Hit those dots or more, whatever your computer is showing you. And there is something that says transcript. Mm -hmm. So as I talk, if you go back and I bring up movies or situations, do me a favor, look it up, okay? Um, I did spend some time, I kind of wanted to cover a lot of stuff here. Um, Lost souls, absolutely believe in lost souls. Mm -hmm. Why are they lost? If they pass over, do we not obtain all knowledge in the universe? Do we not have the best vision at all? I, how many near-death experiences have you heard about when they say, no windows, no doors, no walls. My vision was unobstructed all around me, 360. In the minute of that happening, what would an insane person be seeing? Mm -hmm. A lost soul. Okay, so even though that's gifted to us, are they overwhelmed? Say someone who's in a insane asylum and they live in a room. I can't even comprehend that. Of course, I'm not insane. I'm impatient, but not insane. <laughs> Type A personality, Nancy. But if I if I think about that, I I have a hard time wondering what they do get to see. I had a sense once that someone was not emotionally healthy. And this person didn't go over. Family was, it's been quite a while. I think there was something wrong with the boy. Like maybe he had um, a severe disability or something. And uh, not always. Most people can get up and walk if they've been crippled. Um, but this little man had a problem. And um, I'm trying real hard to remember circumstances. It doesn't matter. It's been so long. And the, the idea was that, that he had vision times. He had da, da, and. They say that even blind people can have near-death experiences and see the wonders mm -hmm. of the afterlife. But sometimes emotionally crippled, they can't, and they block it or afraid. So I, lost souls, sometimes they don't want to go on. If they stay lost, they can become insane. And I have seen that happen, which doesn't make any sense to me because if we're spirit, we should be able to uh, enjoy the afterlife and become emotionally healthy and go on. But I wonder to what depth someone has to be and I can give you an example, um, and I'm not covering what I want, so Shara may go a little longer. Um, there was an individual who died unexpectedly. He was very, very young. Um, mm -hmm. He died in the driveway with his son next to him, and he, he fell out of his body. His body was rolling down the driveway, couldn't get in back into the body. And during his funeral, he was pacing back and forth and yelling at the audience. And the individual that was talking to me about this said I could hear him yelling at the audience that he wasn't dead, that wasn't him in the coffin. So after a year, and I won't say his name, 
I, I don't want to because privacy, the wife got married again. And this man went insane. And he is now upstairs in their closet in the hallway. And to me, he, and I sure, sure I brought this up, man, before this is unfortunately the worst thing I've ever seen. What can happen? Uh, not action wise, but his dis insanity. He became insane. He looked like Lurch from the Munsters. He was a tall man. He hung his head. He looked gray to me uh, and not expressing, but he's in the closet and the wife has a new man and he can't stand that. He was only his 40s when he died, a massive heart attack. So the ones at Salem Asylum, can you imagine their frustration? Um, I would like to pause for just a minute and go to my notes and put it in logical order, everybody. We got kind of carried away, but sure. this is so a I lot have, of information. I have something to add to this, too. Okay, go uh, ahead. One of the things I've heard over the years is when someone's stuck in limbo, you know, in that, in that Limbo's dark a good limbo, word. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of it is because, and, and this is this is from a re religion standpoint, okay? Take it, for, take, it, take it for what it's worth. But I had heard somewhere along the line that if they don't have that belief, and a deity, God or whoever, that's where they stay no. in limbo because they're not accepting it into their heart. That's what I told. I'm just saying. I had an atheist come visit me. And he came in with a young man who was carrying a lot of college books. And I told you about him. Uh, everybody, I was flipping homes when it wasn't even popular. <laughs> Zebel, off of Zebel Court and Citrus Heights off Ferrox Boulevard. And he followed him. He was an atheist. And he followed in this young man and he leaned over. And if I start describing his looks, everybody will know who exactly who I'm talking about. And he looked at me and he said, would you tell everyone I was wrong? I went to Professor Gary Swartz. I've told you a couple of times, audience here. Professor Gary Swartz, I met him in Tombstone, Arizona. He's the one that gave me a triple blind test. I mean, I've been tested, you know, da, da, da. And I am, you know, According to him, a, a medium. <laughs> I went and told Professor Gary Swartz, and he looked at me, and he says, "Oh my gosh!" Two other mediums that he had been he had tested said the same thing to him, to to them, two other women, mm -hmm. and so three of us had the same scientists coming to us and say, "Tell them I was wrong. No belief in anything, nothing. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter." doesn't matter and uh and then what about all the countries and the peoples that are not allowed to have belief and there right. isn't anything or the countries that have such a different beliefs like the buddhist mm -hmm. you know they have a deity but it's that reincarnation um there's so many cultures at one time in high school <laughs> i studied religions right and albert einstein uh, no wonder I could have done a lot better in school if I wasn't so interested in all this other stuff, right? right? And I was amazed. I think what it did is it woke me, awakened a part of me to be interested in this. Because I thought to myself, how come there's so many different religions? And mm -hmm. when I studied them, there's only a few books. I didn't go deep, deep, deep. But it confused me. And I think when I had the cancer, got divorced and got into this, that was spurred on. By the readings I did in high school, because the search for the meaning of life and what's it all about. Remember that song, "What's It All About," <laughs> Alfie. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, lost souls, those who have been insane or or we're going to talk about, or one of the below. I guess you've kind of gathered that maybe I don't embrace the idea of fire and brimstone, though I do address the movie The Exorcist in here, the 14-year-old boy that was uh, possessed. So I'm open, but the universe has not privyed me to be able to see hell or demons. <clears throat> but I do want to talk about this. I took a class, um, oh, shucks, um, what you know, <laughs> I took many classes uh, in the 80s for the popular, um, and so this one lady knew that I was just getting into this arena before I got divorced. My mother had asked me to go with her to Edgar Casey groups, and if so you would know that, and she knew this, and uh, when I started Spirit of Grace, within a year of all this, um, there was a Course of Miracles that came out. And I was in a class of Course of Miracles. That's where I met this woman. And then when I started Spirit of Grace, she touched base with me. And she says, I've had an experience. I'm trying to find somebody to help me understand this. And she mm -hmm. was um, a Canadian and had moved to California. And she said, this was when I was in Canada, which has nothing to do with anything reference point because if she's listening hello get a hold of me i'd like to know what happens um she was in the kitchen doing the dishes and she had what we would call um the, a narrow long narrow kitchen and to the right would be the coffee much like your kitchen char what they call that yeah. when you have huh i don't know what they call it it's just annoying yeah, okay so you, yeah it's a narrow it's kind of like yeah. at the kitchen sink you turn around and there's a stove anyway right. so the table was to the right little dinette and then you open up to the rest of the house and she mm -hmm. said I heard a noise and I looked to my right and it was at the end of the counter there was a wall with a glass going into the front yard a big dog came through her wall and she needless to say froze because the dog didn't notice her at first or if he mm -hmm. did it I don't remember but when it came through, it came through the wall. And it was an ugly, big dog. Not of this universe. And I can remember, remember I, if I can remember a situation, I'll sim I remember what the dog looked like. And short of being a bear look, really heavy, but dirty, longer hair, kind of not like a porcupine, but really heavy. And she said it looked like an animal of our universe, but mm -hmm. not. So if you can see a dog with a bigger face, square head, mm -hmm. um, had a snout, but not real long. So anybody who's in here, click into my memories, you'll see it in your eyes. It was very, very dark, but with dirt on it, like black. The eyes were black. And it was not angry, but distraught. And it went through her house as though, what happened, what happened? So it didn't hurt her, but it it disrupted her peace of where she lived and how she lived. Forever, she said, my life has been changed because I know there's more. Um, and I call these interdimensional leapers. Um, how about this hat man? And so oh the God. leaper falls through the universe. And you've heard the thinning of the veil. I do believe mm -hmm. that. I do not feel that this was a spirit of any kind. I don't believe mm -hmm. the hat man is a spirit. I believe these are living beings on a different dimensional level. And with that, 
because I, all this is in my head. I, I went back to an article that I, I tried to find it. Uh, Stephen Hawking believed in and wrote many articles on parallel universes and multiple dimensions. I've read most of them. Look up the title below and you'll see many articles. So get ready. I'm going to give you uh, an article to read. This one mentioned below was written and finished only a few months before his death. So it'll be March, whatever year he passed away. It's called Stephen Hawking's Final Theory Sheds Light on the Multiverse. If you type that in, all these articles will pop up. And he firmly believed that we coexist with overlapping universes. And he also believed that as we, and you talked to me, this is true, I will get to a certain point in your timeline, like a client I've just been talking to, where I couldn't see past that. And I said, there is a conjunction of your life with future choices. And Stephen Hawking believed this. Do I put it in my conversation with people? Not, no, I don't. But mm -hmm. there is a conjunction of different things that could happen. You get up to that point and you go, oh, something happened with this client. And all of a sudden I can see future choices. There's almost like a rotating door. You can go to the right or you can go to the left. Once that decision's made, then multiple openings come up. Stephen Hawking actually believed, which is hard for me to get 4 billion people on the planet, right? Or five now, that we're all opening up different choices, different universes, coexisting with everybody else. Hmm. Does that mean my first husband, my second husband? Did I choose? Did I die? Did all mm -hmm. those open up? And that individual now forced to live all these other dimensional choices also? Hard to kind of figure that one out. I may also agree that maybe I coexist with other parallel universes, multiple dimensions with the same partners I've had. Maybe I died in one of them. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of compare notes. I go, how many more? Cap nine lives. <laughs> what number are we on, Char? Seven, eight? <laughs> yeah, I know you're on seven. <laughs> eight point five. Eight point five. Yeah, but you're too young. You got time to, you know, my numbers anyway. So if that's possible, absolutely. But what about this leap, interdimensional leaper? I think that sometimes universe interventions, they have a theory, the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. was a point that touched another coexisting universe and somehow the blending of them created a hole and we got mm -hmm. what was in that other universe <laughs> suck it all in <laughs> blue ours up like this they are really in quandary where did the matter for this universe come from well honey i think i got an answer we were just a little tiny universe with a whole bunch of potential there was a rip in one. We sucked it all in and we expanded. End of story. I hope we don't wake up tomorrow morning. We're all being sucked into another universe and that's the end of it. Well, then that's the end of it. Other than everybody says, oh, we're going to die. I have grandchildren that are not married. They're in school. And I've described to my son and daughter what these little kids will look like. How can I do that if they're going to be dead? We're all going to be blown up at the time before. All we're going to mm -hmm. fall into the ocean. 2012 is going to happen. All the plates of the earth are or all died. Heck no. A lot of us have died. And I was talking to my husband tonight, uh, yesterday, about two, the movie 2012, the shifting. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that happened on such a small fraction. December 5th, 25th, 2004, 
we had such a magnitude, 240 some thousand people were killed. But if you read all articles on that, the earth jolted. Was it three, four, five inches? So naturally we're in the middle of winter still and May. Our climate has changed because it's taken since 2000 and December 2004 for that jolt to change everything. The wobble is a real phenomenon. We will go back, but it's going to take some time. And we'll get adjusted to living this. So now in Northern California, where Char and I are, I'm in um, Oro Dam direction, we are now living Oregon weather. Oregon's living Washington's weather. Washington is freezing <laughs> Canadian weather. So we will adjust. Eventually, we'll kind of drift back and be where we're supposed to be. Uh, last year, if you remember, uh, California people, we had winter-like weather um, up to June. And then mm-hmm. when Halloween came around, I remember raising my kids in the 70s, 80s, and Halloween would come around. And they'd pick this wonderful little costume up. But we'd have them, <laughs> we talked about this. We would bundle them up so much you couldn't see the costume. And they right. walk around like this. Mama, I got three sweaters on and a jacket. <laughs> Last well, you know, Halloween. It always was like that. Like clockwork, huh? Halloween would, would, would start the cold. It, it was, you could set your watch by it every year. Right. Not every year. Last year. Mm-hmm. Last year, my little great granddaughters wore tutus and ballerina and all kinds of cute little things without a sweater. It was warm, and I think yeah. that's going to be a pattern for a while. Get used to it, everybody. Uh, so anyway, multiple. Uh, so we were talking. Uh, Stephen Hawkins' found theory sheds light on the multiverse, and I kind of went into that really quick. Why did I talk about that? Because some of the lost souls you're seeing, or the demons, is actually the shadows of a parallel universe, a multi-dimension, filtering in onto us. We're seeing the shadows of overlays. How about you? Are you a shadow to somebody else's house? And they're saying, oh, we have ghosts here. Look at this. And you're going, wow, I'm seeing energy around me. It feels like I'm having spirits around me. Well, maybe you're invading on someone else's house. And they see you as a shadow. The bleed through. The veil is thin. Let's stay on track here. Um, investigating time loops. Loops. <laughs> Is the energy entity that you're investigating even a conscious spirit? Right. And so I bring that up because lost souls are not always conscious. Mm-hmm. They can be conscious and insane. Or are they a time loop? And so people come to me, oh, Papa, Grandpa, Mama, Grandma. They died. And I say, that would you do me a favor? There's a lot of grief in the house. Would you just move the chairs around? Because mm-hmm. the spirit may go back to the same chair and try to create the loop of a pattern of their life if they get stuck in that they can become a lost soul if they're not emotionally healthy but what i have noticed over time is that you walk into their pattern you're going to feel their energy so someone passes away or you know put um hobby lobby get the little mirrors put them on a string put it in the window let it shine clean up the room move just the furniture around you can paint it but i'm not asking you to buy any paint put floral floral in it change the pattern they had where they spent the most time how many of you have walked into great grandma great grandma's house or whatever some senior that's lived in the same chair for 25 years right Ooh, that energy is so permeating you walk in so you go woof well that's what i feel 
That's what I get all the time. So a spirit is the same way. I walk into that, feel that. I go, either there's a time loop, individual over and over, the energy of the individual was alive, left a lot of their energy here. Mm-hmm. You've got to break it up so that you don't confuse it with someone who's insane or haunting you. Very, very important. Did I keep you guys? <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. The hauntings, okay, I'm about to repeat this. Investigating time mm-hmm. loops, time after time after time, not past time, it's current time feeling what they already did. <clears throat> the hauntings where a shadow is being seen on a particular section of house or just upstairs. Mm-hmm. So the perception of that person making that pattern over and over, over, are you hearing the footprints? Are you getting uh, flashes on the meters? It could be mm-hmm. that pattern has never stopped because the individual got locked into the same from here to there to there to there. Are they lost soul if they get stuck in that? Absolutely. They got to wake up. How do I do that? That's a topic we should do next week. I do it a little differently because I feel like everybody can wake up. Sometimes mm-hmm. it takes longer. <clears throat> we humans set up patterns of, for living in our house, work, and play. So you can even get it. Um, I want to mention a clip. If I could figure out how to find these clips, I would list it. <laughs> so TikTok, uh, YouTube, put in there this. Ever seen the clip of someone who's at a football stadium and or a sports event? And they got the camera, and they're kind of swirling around. Look at the people showing up. Isn't this fun? And yeah. to the left... There's a shadow, and this shadow is running, and the people sitting in the bleachers don't see the shadow, but it's running quickly from the left to the right, and the mm-hmm. individual with the camera goes, whoa, wait a minute, and goes back and captures this spirit running from the left to center and disappears mm-hmm. off to the right. Uh, see a dark shadow running from the left, his left to center to the right, disappearing at exit far to the right conscious or a pattern created by a long ago athlete that is not a conscious being it is a pattern that you could interpret as being a lost soul to me there's no consciousness because it's not avoiding anybody uh, so it's more of a pattern for that person running um, and i'm going to use this as a positive versus sometimes as a negative now the, sh- the shadow isn't someone who got killed because the shadow wouldn't mm-hmm. stopped I used to be a long distance runner and I loved it. In fact, I gave up horse riding. I was a competitive horse rider. Nancy did that. Yes, I did. I, I loved horses and I did competitive riding, but I had a weak ankle. So someone said, Nancy, why don't you take up running kind of strengthen your ankle? Took it up, loved it. Ran with my dog, ran with this neighbor dog. My happiest moments on the horse trail between, um, I know most of you don't live in the state, um, up Douglas, there's a um, Granite Bay and just to the lake. And if you go onto the bike trail, of course it's next to the road, it's next to the lake, it goes you all the way up to um, Auburn. And that's where I used to run. And we lived against the lake um, uh, in Loomis. So I would go from my house of Loomis to the lake and I'd run up to Auburn and back again, or I'd run from there to Granite Bay and then up again. Crazy. But I have to share that is probably the happiest I've ever been in my life was running, you know, crazy. And I wonder my pattern, such good times running like that with the dogs. Dogs are double the distance. 
And I wondered when I was thinking of this, I wonder if the energy of that moment of being happy um, would stay on the trail and people in the future would go, oh, there's, there's spirits on the trail. No, it's Nancy because mm-hmm. I had such a great time. I was a great runner. Paying for it this now, I'm not, <laughs> you can't run the trails like I did or, or a race, um, horse race or something without wearing yourself out. But right. the energy of that can be the pattern that was set up because I, you know, how many times did I run that? A lot, a couple times mm-hmm. a week. And so that could be a pattern uh, by the Longo athlete, which was me in the 80s. Someone could right now and run through the pattern that I set up and go, oh, ooh, I just ran through a spirit. No, it was Nancy. and She's still alive. Thank you very much. Shar <laughs> uh, and I got involved with a Block Talk Radio, and we did some investigations. We did years and years. And then one time she called me up. She says, um, I'm on with George Lopez, Port Orange Paranormal. Get on, Nancy. Oh, well, yeah. So we did some investigations with him. What that started though was it wasn't just california i felt very relaxed with char we did a lot of stuff god how many did we do i mean i can't even hello hello right investigative mm-hmm. cemetery is a little different than a home or but this guy got us into um institutions for the mentally insane mm-hmm. exposure to la la land <laughs> people insane sane I remember Shark, we'd do these investigations, and if we came across um, an unfortunate uh, spirits that were insane, I don't remember. I do remember George Lopez saying, uh, not the comedian, everybody, <laughs> and I think he does Saturday Night Dead now. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so we, I got on with him and did investigations of insane asylums, and it was one of the first times I went, ooh. That person's not really scare me just a little because, you know, if I put my mind to a spirit that's insane, they go, oh, who's connected to me? I want to see who that is. I'll have my house with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And God, remember, that's the East Coast, Florida. And then he would go up to Virginia. Oh, he did kinds of investigations, Civil War era uh, platforms, uh, um, buildings. And so I was quite involved for a while. And I would see the dead soldier, the dying soldiers. But when we did the institutions, I remember one time he, I can't remember how many Char was on with us, but I would feel these people clinging to the ceilings of the walls and some would lose what they look like. And some of them would acknowledge me and scare me and some would not. They couldn't hear anymore. They couldn't see anymore, but they were just gooey things attached to the walls. And if you touch them, you would go, oh my gosh, but they could also try and attach themselves to you, mm-hmm. which is even more scary. And Karen Rossi and I have 35 or 36 now spirit attachments that we're putting into a book. And it's going to take another year because I got other things going on. <laughs> but it's a real phenomena. They're conscious, unconscious. If they're gooey and gumply against the wall and you go right up against it, mm-hmm. they won't know that you're not another wall. Mm-hmm. That is really scary. Now, the, the downside of that is because, you know, how uh, fl- one flies over the cuckoo's nest. Right. That good, wonderful movie. I've seen, I've, God, it's been 25 years since I've seen it, or 30. When did that come out? 70s or 80s? Anyway, 70s. Uh, 
70s seat everybody 70s, yeah. everybody that's anybody today in the movie that's industry was in there this, yeah. jack nicholson brad, jack nicholson brad pitt oh my gosh the name the list of celebrities that are now well known are all in this movie in their 20s the thing is is if you watch some of them even if excuse me brad pitt he is insane in that movie it's insane what if he forgets it maybe he's a spirit man i'm just going to use him because i remember one of the right. scenes he really got a lot of pats on the back like a maids for the way he could act insane he was acting he's not insane his eyes would cross and he would just like couldn't grab onto reality on any level just like imagine that person was locked in a room because people were afraid of him when these institutions were uh i don't know how long ago because i think they were 1800s when they were established mm -hmm. it was a place where people were put if they didn't conform to society even mm -hmm. people even the uh, king of england put one of his wives in in the same time because he didn't want he couldn't get divorced or count or something i just right. read it today right so if they go insane they're not around people they're hungry for people they lose some humanity. And when they feel living beings around them, they clutch to them because in their life they lived, they were denied that. You have to be very careful you do an investigation not to come across that. Again, a demon, sorry, not in my world. 33 years I talked to these people. I said, all right, what's going on with you? Oh, oh, you're talking to me. I had to wake up people. Mm -hmm. And then I start describing the dead relatives standing there patiently waiting for someone to wake them up. That's how we do it. But they get back to the same asylum. When you're doing an investigation, same asylum. Heck, that's way fun. Mm. I love it. I love it. It's very spooky. We, we human beings love to be spooked. How many of you gone to a horror movie? Uh, I never saw them scream. I know what you did last summer. Oh, big popular, big money makers. Why? Why do we want to be scared? We get, we like it because it proves to us our immortality right because they are alive on the other side and we want to go to hauntings we want to go to investigations we want to be proven there's more to this terrible existence than just going to the grave and turning to dust that's why we like to be scared by these things and so you do go but it's not demons you may want it to be demons because you believe in that Somewhere right. someone made you afraid that you have to follow the rules and be a good person. We, I want you to be a good person too. But the, the problem with that is um, not a problem. Be a good person. But that's sometimes the only way we can control society is make them afraid. If you're not good, you're going to go to hell. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me think about that. What you might do if you're not a good person is you might go insane. <clears throat> someone who's killed a lot of people could go insane because... Right up to the point of their death they've agonized and see the death faces the faces of their when they're killing that would make anybody go insane mm -hmm. so when they die they carry that insanity over wow 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 they're not going to kill you as much as they're pleading for and i've had to deal with this pleading for forgiveness and that's one of the reasons people stay here is they don't know what's going on because their faith the people who raised them said you ain't going anywhere but hell. So they do something wrong and then they die. Go, oh, heck, I'm not going to go there. Right. Are they right. demons or lost souls? Uh, 
Should we go on? I got lots. Well, you know what? A perfect example of that is the well, the Knopper House. Let's talk about that real quick. I remember the, that. The, yeah. the ghost of the of the guy. You went there. I, you, I did. I went a long time yeah. ago. You betcha. Yeah. I think I've done a I couple. Remember. I did one in person, but I did one on the phone with you. Yeah. Plus, mm -hmm. I think you went there with Sacramento uh, Paranormal with, for a newspaper article. Possibly, yeah. The, I know. Anyway, one of, places, good. one of the places I met you. Anyway, um, that, that's a perfect example. You've got the guy that set the fires in Woodland, mm -hmm. caused mm -hmm. all those deaths, burned down the opera house. He won't cross I've over because that. he's he's afraid of going to hell. Killed somebody, and the victim was there. Yeah, and, and the, the victim's there. So now still the there. Victim, the victim's chasing him around on the opera house. <laughs> Because he wants him How to How dare go. you take my life? I had a good yeah, life. How, I think, is that's what's going on is is the firefighter that, that was killed in the opera house by this guy. He's chasing this guy around. And this guy <laughs> refuses to, 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 to try to cross To go? Because, yeah, because he thinks he's going to hell. And he doesn't want to go. What a mess. What a mess. Was Wasn't there a woman dead there also? Seems yes. like there was a woman hung yeah. herself or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So mm. it, it, it's a mess, you know, because the guy just seems too afraid to cross over and I guess he's doing if we did, I could see why, you know, but uh yeah. Yeah. It's still going on there. Got a cat. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I Cheery like this topic very cheery weekend, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um I've told these stories and many others and of doing cemetery investigations, see the spirit of Pusuna's grief for so long as to lose a look of how they were in life. And one of the stories I told you, and I'll tell you again, and eventually I'll be speaking to my own show that I will start eventually. Um, I just like doing this for a little bit longer. Shar and I are doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, there was a woman in a cemetery that also lost her shape. Was she a lost soul? There's a, hi, sweetie. <laughs> There's a difference, between, in my mind, a difference between a lost soul and a grieving soul. That's mm -hmm. different than the soul that's afraid to go on. So mm -hmm. one of the very first piece people, a spirit person I saw was John Bettencourt take me to the cemetery down 10th and 8th Street. Um, Sacramento Cemetery. Old yeah. Sacramento Cemetery. Right. And this woman lost her appearance, but she kept the form. Um, mm -hmm. If you can get on your knees and then sit down on your legs and then put your hands on the dirt, and cover your face, then you just have a mound. And she had mm -hmm. been on the ground for so long, grieving her three infants, that she lost her shape. And mm -hmm. it's not it, a lost soul, she kind of like a lost soul, but grief caused it to happen because she maybe not had any more children. She had these three and they all three died. Mm -hmm. And so the thing I was hearing over and over is my three infants are here under this one stone. And I've already told the story. John went, oh, let's go and get Nancy. I'm going to prove it. She's wrong here. Well, there were two infants on the stone. Mm -hmm. And so I've already told the story for those who heard hear it for the first time. Old Sacramento Cemetery was longer, was bigger. And they needed to put a road. So they dug up all the bodies and moved them inward. And there had been a stillbirth that she lost and had been buried at the peripheral of where it once was. And they incorporated that under that one stone, but not indicated on the stone that that child was there. So three babies under one stone. 
and John Bancourt couldn't believe it. And I said, why? I was just listening to her. I wasn't, I'm just listening. So some of us can, some of us can't. So I don't make anything of it. That's how my brain works. So I was just picking it up. But she had lost her form because she was so distraught of um, grief. And, and I sometimes have to say, yes, I can talk some people out of being stuck. But mm-hmm. grief is such an overwhelming thing that if you can't manage it alive, you're not always going to listen to me in death. I say carefully around these people, I can go up and talk to her all day long. She's not going to hear me because she's so wound up in the turmoil of grief. A lot of times these people have to get bored. They wake up on their own. And sometime in the future, be curious to go down there because it's been 20 years since I did the last one there, 21 years, I think, something like that. I'd be curious what happened, but 20 years to a person who's absorbed so much grief and cannot wake up maybe it takes 200 years just sometime Mm -hmm. in the future she will hear something because the momentum of always thinking of grieving will wear itself down Mm. and that's how they recover and they're still there it's like the same of the party lady disney uh christmas time remember that one oh, yeah. and i saw this lady in blue dress go blah, 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 right above her grave and i thought why in the world would someone dance on their grave <laughs> well she saw the blue dress go into the ground she figured she'd stay with it that's all no big deal and i thought to myself well, i'm gonna talk to her so i tried to get her attention Mm-mm. she died one or two days after partying all night long and drinking her heart out dancing she got pneumonia and died real quick boom like that she was still in the party mood and she didn't want to give it up. So right. when they buried her in that party dress, she stayed with the grave and she's partying. Well, is she a lost soul? Mm-hmm. I think she's enjoying the dancing. She's kind of like stucky because, and she's another one that will go, huh, how long have I been dancing? <laughs> oh, is that my father over there? I finally noticed. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they will go on. And uh, sometimes you just have to wait it out. Now, if you have a relative that's in serious grieving, you can't, you can't stop that. We have to, and I have my specialty among, I love children and um, people starting new businesses and relationships on and on. But I understand grieving. I've seen a lot of it. And sometimes you have to re-identify who you are as a new person after that person has left your life. And I told one lady I had to be rough. It's just like, your mother passed away and you're being greedy and you're being mad. How dare her abandon you? She never thought of it that way. You ought to revel in her happiness that she's no longer ill. She's free. And I described the people that greeted her and she knew who I was talking about, father. So how can I make it up? She's alive. You should be rejoicing. You are sad that she's not with you in your life, but you will soon join her and you both be happy there. It's really hard for people to want to hear me say that. Mm -hmm. Very, very hard. So in some ways you have to treat every situation of lost soul or being stuck with the, whatever they're going through. So if they're Mm -hmm. a grieving spirit, lost soul, absolutely. Um, I could go on because I, with this a lot 
um, the three ladies, uh, she was not insane, just stuck. If I wanted to go many days in a row to awaken her, she would allow me until she gets bored. And bored is a harsh, good word. They have to get to a place they realize, hmm, how many days I've been here? Um, if during the investigation someone senses a long dead person in the institution, say you're doing an institution, Joe, which we don't have here as much, except for the boys um, I own. Preston. 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 Yeah. Well, that's, that's a whole show right there. Um, <laughs> long dead person in an institution, say Instantly sane, or one that had mentally stable peoples. Um, it, they closed down 100, 200 years ago, but there's still people there. They are now insane. Um, and sometimes you have to explain to them they believe they've encountered people do investigation. Oh, I've got a demon here. Um, but in instead, start listening to that insane spirit and take on a suggestion because they've forgotten who they are. If you come across it, assume first it's a lost soul. Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, how long have you been here? Make them. And one of the key things I have learned over the years that, which is amazing to me, I have some perfumes that were given to me. I, I, don't, I don't like cooking anymore, but I love the smell of food. Oh, yes. Um, and I have found over years that spirit people like things that smell good. And garlic bread's one of them. <laughs> you know it, right? Pie, pie, coffee. That's great. So you want to tell that lost soul. Do you, were you, did you ever drink coffee? What did you like to eat? How about garlic bread? Something that smells really good. What you want to do is disrupt their loop. You bring a memory. How about a rose? Oh, Grandma, yeah. remember roses? You make them remember something pleasant. It jars them into, wow, 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 what, what, what are you talking about? I, that has really worked a lot. Um, this one woman in Tucson, the family had me over. And this partly woman um, had a big room, kitchen, a front room, and a dining room. And then they had the hallway into the bedrooms. But this family liked to cook. And it was Spanish looking with a really mm -hmm. big counter. And this spirit woman was in there. And you know she cooked a lot. She was mm -hmm. a big woman. I don't want to leave. This is fun. Then I realized she was not lost, nor a ghost that would hurt them. She just liked being around cooking. <laughs> she liked the kids. She was a good grandma. She cooked a lot and she loved children. And I said to her, I'm not going to make you leave. I just want to know that you're safe to have here. <gasps> oh, I'm good. And the one of the kids, the daughter was like 15 years old. She liked having that woman there. And I went, oh, they have a relationship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Honey, spirit lady, stay here. The family loves you. I love it. it, it living with a spirit kind, kind of fun sometimes. Okay. Um, they forgot who the living people will make noises and short and insane spirit will be allowed to pay long. Um, living people with a spirit in the house, you know, they people, you make noises, acknowledge it, have fun with it. Say, I don't mind you being here. Don't scare me, though. Don't do It's happened to me. Middle of the night, a lot of noise. I go, oh, crap. They're just... <laughs> What are you moving around in here? <laughs> it's like, be quiet. Leave me alone. <laughs> I want to sleep. I'm sorry. Okay. I want to talk about the movie Exorcist. Um, okay. Only because it was a true story. Uh, to the point where theatrics came in and the little girl was throwing up and turning her head around and 
you know, okay, everybody, uh, tell me how to get rid of these pop-ups, right? <laughs> anyway, this is a man who died um, some 20 years ago. He grew up out of this in the 40s, a 14-year-old boy. Was it the 30s? I think it was the 40s. A uh, 14-year-old boy, he um, complained of this and that. Come to find out the family was very religious. And um, and he did levitate, according to the article I was reading. Uh, mm -hmm. He did talk in tongues and the ability to say secret things about people who were there. Well, honey, I can do the same thing. I can't levitate. But um, I do believe that we have the ability. I did speak French for a long time. Could I mm -hmm. speak French again? Probably not unless I'm in trance or something. Um, you know, girls in high school, we learn you know, I love you. That was the first thing I learned. Oh. <laughs> I had a boyfriend. I'm going to sneeze here. Anyway, there's action. Um, there was some truth to that. I want to be very careful how I word this. I do believe that there's entities that are so desperate for life. They will play any role that you want. They can take over somebody. They can create. And I think that he was... Um, for lack of a better word, taken over by entity. Was it the demon? Was it the devil? I think it, it was somebody who could play along because they grew up in an the spirit, grew up in an environment of fear. So I don't know that it's beyond the understanding of what we have. Um, let's see, what movie was it? Uh, Kenel Reeves and the twins, one killed herself by jumping off a building. Constantine um, and it's implied that these demons remember at the very beginning of the movie Constantine it was like 25 years ago uh, Keneal Reeves is a demon hunter and the one of the cases very beginning of the movie was a young girl that had been taken over by a demon well what, what if we word it an insane spirit took over and became part of her I do believe that's really important. That's really mm -hmm. um, possible. But no one could do it to me because I don't believe in it. Right. So you have to have an environment of acceptability of those things possible. You have to have, and I'm being very, very careful how I word this. You have to also believe that it could happen. But you have to have an environment of a home or a location where everybody around believes it also and the reason is is that the energy of everybody there when a spirit says oh there's an environment i can play in i'm insane but i want this one because she's being fed by all these other people of fear mm -hmm. they like the game but that doesn't mean it's a demon because when i see these people and i karen and i will talk about this in our book they're just normal folk but they will take on the role of anything darn <laughs> it's all right it's all right um they will take on the role of what you want them to do because they want acknowledgement they want life they want to belong they want to be needed mm -hmm. and if they attach tight enough in an environment of fear they would take on anything you... <laughs> sorry everybody joe <laughs> he's a stinker so I want to be very careful because I don't want to imply I don't believe in the different religions. I don't want you to think that I don't believe that church is a bad, a good thing. 
it's mm-hmm. it's really a good thing because the foundation of hope, the foundation of um, community, the foundation, <laughs> the foundation of um, structure for people who help that helps them raise their families, unity of common like thinking. That's all important for our society, and it's kept us uh, monogamous because people mm-hmm. that belong to these institutions. The other side of the coin is that the people running these organizations sometimes will still fear in you to keep you organized. You need to contribute mm-hmm. to the church. You need to keep us in business because I'm going to give you fear, which will control you mm-hmm. and make you a solid citizen. I could be absolutely wrong, but this is what I'm witnessing, but I don't see a problem with that. Um, as long as you understand who you are, and do you believe me or not? Do you want to believe me? Do you want to go to a place of saying, oh, Nancy, you have to be right. You've been doing this for 33 years. Right. I could be misled also, but I've never seen a demon. I've never seen hell. And you think of somebody's own as long as I have. I've been doing this all my life. Um, seeing spirit people yet to be born. And that was um, mid-80s. I didn't get into this until 90. Uh, murders that need to happen. It's just endless intrusion in my life of all this all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even then, I wasn't frightened. I wasn't exposed to demons. I wasn't exposed to uh, negative ghosts. Um, everything was always positive. Um, and I don't know, as, as Char says, maybe spirit people leave you alone because you're helping others survive their life. I, I don't know that. I can only tell you that at my age, if I was going to see something, I would have by now. Um, anyway, I, I want to talk about other things. Uh, the movie Sybil, S-Y, whoops, <laughs> B-I-L, Sybil, mm-hmm. 1976, Joanne Woodward and Sally Field. Sometimes we think spirit attachment, spirit possession. There's another one. It's called Early Life Trauma. And when people talk to me, I'll say, okay, this individual is no longer, pardon me, never went past the age of 10, 12, 14 years old emotionally mm-hmm. because it was early life trauma. And you'll, men and women will talk to me, oh my gosh, you're still raising that person or that person will never grow past this because at 17, he was uh, insult, uh, ambushed by the father or there's something mm-hmm. going on. And that is true. And so the f- movie Sybil is talking about an individual and had 16 personalities. It's a true story about someone who had like 30 or more mm-hmm. personalities. There was so much trauma that every time they went into trauma, a new personality would be created. Do we look at that person as having possession of demons all over the place? I think he, I think that person is so emotionally broken. The only way they survived a traumatic insult to their body or their mind was to create a personality that would deal with it in that moment. Right. Okay, so that's another possibility. With that, when you do an investigation, how do you know that one of those individuals in the house isn't one with split personalities that are ejecting that energy into the room of which you're suffering? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist activity from a split personality. Absolutely a true thing. Um, yes. Transfiguration, overlay of spirit over a living person. Um, that's a positive and a negative. So you have a positive spirit investigations are done because someone in the family goes, oh my God, I can't move. Someone's trying to look through me. You oh. think it's a demon. You think it's a, a happy person. Could be a past relative wanting to know, let you know, and it didn't work out real well. 
I've done transmigrations. I don't like it. I can tell you stories that you go, well, Nancy, that's because I don't like it because I'm not a little tiny person. Um, And I've had these things happen and you're actually kind of frozen because they are taking over. Scary thickens. I've had many, many people see that happen to me and they go, oh my God, look, at she's got two pairs of eyes. <laughs> First time it happened to people I was talking to, these two ladies giving readings. One lady almost had a heart attack. Her dead husband showed up over me. It was Hispanic, real dark. And I'm sitting there, there's a big man with his eyes and everything. And, oh, the lady, one lady was Cindy. Um, anyway, it was quite a story. But anyway, um, transfiguration, overlay of spirit over living people. An insane spirit who has access may not want to vacate this hapless victim. Subsequently, you go crazy because you can't get rid of this guy. Well, it can be that easy. You think you're not going to get rid of him. But vibration mm-hmm. to vibration, they will take over. But once you start moving, give a good sneeze, everybody, or yawn, they fall off. But they'll come back every chance they get. A lot mm-hmm. of times people are drug alcohol. Um, some will try to get to them. Now, an air which could be of mass delusion of religious influences. Uh, this is where Shar talked about it. You got to also realize that our minds are very, very powerful. And in a situation where there's a mass delusion, it is being created by the masses themselves. So mm-hmm. if you have five or six, seven people in a house and someone has created a, a spirit has been messing with the house, that energy is going to create that individual, give that spirit more energy to do more bad things in that house, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if you have a spirit in the house and it's all great grandma, but she was a little stinker, but she liked to pop people in the butt or she liked to get, haven't you met grandmas like that? They just go, eh, you know, I want to hug you. I want to hug you. Well, you get a lot of people in the house going, oh, we have a demon in here. Grandma, she gets really strong because you're giving her your life force. Be right. careful. You got to go there, demon or lost soul. No, it was old grandma giving you all hugs. Or maybe it was grandpa who'd like to smack everybody on the back. You give him enough energy, he's going to be pounding on you guys. And all it is is trying to give you some love. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I want to also, because I'm not mentioning this, I do believe there's a supernatural aspect to the exorcist case. I do not have all the answers. Thank goodness. How do you levitate? If the story's true, the priest who died in 2014, an interview I saw, um, he actually said he claimed to see levitation. Was it an inch or 10 inches or more? Our memory, everybody, exaggerates the truth. Mm -hmm. We really don't know what happened. We don't know in that household who in the family also contributed to the boy's ills. I'm not going to say mother or father. We don't know. So there could be um, exorcist. It could be a supernatural, whether it was a someone as a step in. I've already talked about that. Transfiguration of a spirit, exposure, knowledge of religious influences. Remember, it could be a spirit that was part of the church. Um, It could be intrusion of a parallel universe unknown to us right now. Um, If it's a parallel universe, multi-dimension of the sameness of what we are. It could be a religious figure from that side who's gone insane has entered this body. I don't have an answer. Thank goodness I don't have answers. Mm-hmm. It would be boring if I had all the answers and I wouldn't want to be the one to talk to. Not for everything. 
And unless I want to add about spirit attachments that Karen Rossin and I are talking about, sane, insane spirits come in and attach themselves to us and change our personalities. Um, you think it's a demon? Maybe it's just you. So um, uh, I did go a little longer. It's okay. Sorry. Buddy. We're good. It's okay. <laughs> I hope I at least gave you some ideas of what this is about, what we're up against. When I do all these investigations and have not in the last couple of years as much, I'm looking forward to Shar and I doing some more. Um, yes. On the team, um, there's a couple of girls. I know Karen's very gifted. There's a few people. Uh, we're not going to be able to do every one of them, but mm -hmm. it's fun. And um, not, it's fun because I don't want those people to be there. I actually did an investigation of a, Mm, almost said it again, a big hotel back east. And the fellow talking to me, he said, by the way, we've asked the management because we know what you can do. Mm -hmm. Do not help them move on. They want these spirits to stay here. Oh, oh. Right. Oh, oh, I can tell you about what they look like, but I can't say, what are you still doing here? Business is based on spirit, hauntings, duh. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm around, I'm going to talk to them. I've already told you how many times I've walked, driven by the cemeteries in this area and almost have a heart attack because once they lock eyes with you, they're in the car with you. And right. I go, I just don't feel like doing with this now. Uh, they can wait until I have time. <laughs> they don't know what time it is. Uh, oh, Pier 1 is only online now. Oh, with Amazon? Sadly, there are permanent clothes on Sunrise Boulevard. All other locations closed since 2020. Well, that shows you how much I shop, everybody. Isn't there a Pier 1 at the Roseville Gallery or Elk Grove? Marissa, if I knew that, I'd go there. Roseville, I'm going to have to do. But she said they're all closed after 2020. I really enjoyed that store. Really? I used to like to go in there, too. I, I wanted my Jerry's saying, I wanted my Nana's chair and a few other things for her energy to be with me. I don't see any problem with that. It's not Nana, it's their chair. But she would have her life force on it because of how much she might have sat in it. All right. So All right. there's a good thing, too, with that. Yeah. Nana loved you. So it's a lot of love there. I don't know if she knew her or not. but um, And Jerry put down there in the 70s. I think that was a reference to Sybil, maybe? Or, or uh, uh, Cuckoo's Cuckoo Death. Huh? Pardon me? I won't fall over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, yes. Good yeah. movie, everybody. Teaches what insanity really looks like. Yeah. Jerry said, check Google. Pier 1 is at the Galleria. Oh, I'm going to Google. Excuse me. That looks like something to do. Well, I got a family thing this weekend, and it's not going to be all day. So, man, I get done. Maybe I'll just dash over there. There um, you go. I'll be passing it to go to the family uh, bath birthday party. So. Anyway, I enjoyed this, everybody. I hope I gave you some things to think about, which is always my goal. And um, don't be afraid of what you don't know. Be more curious, more forgiving, more interested in helping that person leave. Um, get them curious. Uh, mention something that you enjoy. Um, not a movie, but maybe something to eat. That for some reason, or smell, a rose, coffee. Uh, it's amazing how many people... Um, do that. The fate did they have a favorite pet if it's someone's home? Do you miss your cat or dog? A lot of people have animals, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> I have a big black cat right here. Well, he that's, something, that's something I learned early on with Sabrina, you know, when I, when I was with the other team. 
And that's something she taught me was that when you run into somebody like that, that may be angry or they're confused or whatever, mentally give them a flower. Whatever. Yeah. Um, If it's a woman, absolutely. If it's a man, not necessarily. Right. Um, Say, when was the last time you had a beer? How about pizza? Yeah. How long has pizza been? Uh, I got married in the 60s and round table pizza was there. So a lot of people passed away since in those years. So mm-hmm. pizza was a big hit at our house. It smelled wonderful. And sometimes it's the remembrance of smells. Mm-hmm. Um, I find spirit people come, um, grandmas particularly, in the, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, until the 70s, a lot of women wore bath powder, which they don't anymore. And they'll show me, uh, they'll come smelling like bath powder. Oh my gosh, I can't remember when I smelled alcohol. Oh, she's wearing a very light, velvety, velvet, uh, kind of like a light blue feeling to me. Mm-hmm. I know. Smell has, everything has a color to me also. And it's very light powdered. She, and the people go, oh my gosh, I remember that. And she, I'd hug her and she always smells so fresh and powdery. Because that's what they're trying to get us to think of, that powder. Mm-hmm. And it just happened, I was lucky enough to be young when they, women wore powder like that, bath powder. After getting out of the shower, they just powder up. It was part mm-hmm. of the, the ceremony of taking a shower or bath. Powder there up. <laughs> All right, guys. Tomorrow, let's not forget, I'm teaching class at 7 p.m. Pacific. You're, you're oh, my goodness. State. You, y'all can sign up over there at our meetup, and it doesn't cost anything to sign up for the meetup. It's a freebie. So uh, go over to California Haunts uh, Paranormal Investigation Team meetup and check it out. All the details for the class are there. Also, Sunday, of course, I'll be reading the book, and I'm going to be a little more careful to not get banned on TikTok this week. So we'll see what happens, and uh, I'll be tiptoeing through that. And then Monday, we have Maria, and I hope I say her last name right, because you know how I am, at C-U-C-C-I-A. Cuccia, let's say Cuccia, and she has been, she claims to have been abducted by aliens, so she's got an interesting story to tell, so she's going to be with us Monday, usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific, so that's all I have. Give us a thumb up if you like the show tonight, everybody, helps with your, between Facebook and YouTube, gotta keep those numbers up, you know, keep us moving. Thank you, everybody, for coming tonight. We'll see you guys on Sunday, oh, I mean tomorrow, those of you that said it for the class, I'll see you. (laughs) What day is it? Yeah, come to the class, kids. Yeah, come to the class. Those of you that have signed up for the class, I will see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. Also, again, the ticker down at the bottom. Um, I'm starting to put a goal out there instead of having, you know, instead of having ah. the other thing because uh, this the, this laptop is almost full and it's it's a lot cheaper instead of buying a new computer. It's a lot cheaper to uh, have a new hard drive put in. Yeah. So I got or portable. Back. Can you do a portable yeah. hard drive? Or portable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So easier. I got the cost for that, and that's going to run me around at 120 to get all that done. So get uh, one or two T. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you guys can help me out, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. You know, PayPal.com forward slash California Haunts, or simply just Venmo, and then just California Haunts there because it's a, it is what it is, right? Equipment goes down. It, it goes is down. life. Yep. It is life. It is life. Okay. Anyway, like I said, uh, if if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show. Share it with five of your enemies. I'm a, you know, we're all equal opportunity here. <laughs> and <laughs> if you haven't done so already and you're watching from Facebook, please be sure to hit that follow button. And if you're over on YouTube, again, we're going to direct you over there. Okay, right there. 
that bottom right hand corner there's a little ghost with a magnifying glass <laughs> you click on him and a red subscribe sign will come up and they'll subscribe you to our videos we've got five more than 580 80 videos and some change over there and they're all the differing topics so i'm sure you'll find something that you like and as i said in the beginning i'm setting up playlists to put them under different categories so they're easier to find so uh you can go ahead and check that out and well. i and i'm t everybody she's putting me on a playlist all by myself yeah so i've done 50 some shows and yeah. you can go back and listen to all of them yeah so they're all they're all over there now so okay so i will see you guys tomorrow the people that sign up for the class i'll see you tomorrow have good a night evening. everybody bye-bye